Hey guys, welcome to WDWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Howdy, folks. And Fedra Ekris. Hello, everyone. So on tonight's show, we'll I'll talk a little bit about Andor. We're also going to talk about some news. Um, I did mention in the Black Panther Wakanda Forever Roundtable, these guys gallantly sacrificed their time to join me on the podcast last Thursday and I forgot to hit the record button and uh, it sucks because it was it was a, it was a pretty good podcast and uh, but these things happen and uh, I'll try not to do it again you're here don't do it again Hogarty. all right Jack that helps <laughs> uh, so I did want to mention I've just for the hell of it I started watching Batman returns again um what did you guys think of that movie it's been a long time since i've seen it i've i've always been a, a good michael keaton you know fan him mm-hmm. as batman i've always said that he did a great <clears throat> job of showing that mysterious side um i've always been also a tim burton fan i've always loved how he can make it creepy and different uh and yeah, he really made the penguin really like a grotesque uh, character. So, I mean, I won't say that I love it. Like, it's not my favorite favorite, but I would say, you know, it's like second to third compared to other Batman films. Mm, okay. Jack? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a Tim Burton sequel because the style of it was very much like the first Batman movie. Uh, which is dark, weird, just strange all around. Uh, But I did like Batman Returns better than Batman. It just seemed that Batman was a little bit more uh, proactive. Mm -hmm. Because in the first one, it's like the Joker would show up, do something, and Batman would just try to stop him. And that just happened over and over again. Uh, but with this one, you know, I remember Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne and as Batman was going out there trying to solve things. He was a little yeah. bit more proactive. I, I liked it better than the first Batman. I like also that in this film, they don't do it in, I think, any other film, actually that they play Selena Kyle as being a little twisted, like not everything's great upstairs. And I really liked that. You know, I I liked that twist to it because, you know, she's got nine lives, (laughs) you know, she's, she's this frisky, you know, feline lady, you know, and, and I mean, I mean, of course, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer was just amazing uh, and still is. So, I mean, I, I loved her acting as that. Maybe maybe now, you know, I don't know how women would see her character and how they would, you know, tear it apart now. But uh, I, I love the way that they portrayed it. I think they'd still love her now, you know, because she was good. I think she she's... For me, she's the best Catwoman there ever was. She wasn't comic book accurate, but that costume was really cool. She was very sexy in the costume. Yes. No, um, Julie Newmar. Uh, would you actually prefer Julie Newmar? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it is. Well, Julie Newmar was in the 60s and 
you know, when I got into it, it's like, oh, she must be like 70, 80 years old now. So it's like, oh, I'm sure she is. Yeah. But no, I mean, but I'm just saying, like, when I was watching the Batman series, it's like, yeah, you know, you need, all right, whatever. But anyway, um, yeah, but you are right, Jack. He he was more natural as this Batman. In the first one, he seemed like he was psychotic and uh, he was very weird. Right. Like, he, he was a businessman in this one. You know, you could tell that he was thinking he wasn't a, a complete creepy guy, like the way he interacted with Alfred and with uh, Selena. You know, he was just way more natural. And his costume kicked ass in this one. I, oh, I yes, really... I love this one. It's probably one of my favorite Batman costumes, you know, because like the first one that they did, they made it like a body mold where he had these fake abs and mm-hmm. he didn't. I don't know if he had nipples. I don't think he had nipples. Yeah, yet. but it I looked think, like he couldn't move because it was such thick rubber that. You yeah, know, I he, think the nips are his whole body rather than turn his head. I think that's the George Clooney that had the nips, right? Well, they 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 blame him for the nips, but it actually was in Batman Forever with the. Kilmer, uh, you know, there we but, go, yeah. But so many people hated George Clooney that they that's like one of those was the <laughs> was the munchkin hanging himself in the Wizard of Oz kind of oh, okay, rumor okay. kind of thing. But um no, his suit was pretty cool. Like it was it looked a hell of a lot better. He had like abs, but they were like military grade, like Kevlar. And um it just was a a pretty nice upgrade. It, it wasn't completely different, but I mean, if you looked at it, my, my first experience, even before I saw the movie, is I got the comic book adaption, and it looked so good in the comic book. I was like, oh yes, and it was a little grayer in the comic book too. It wasn't you know jet black, but uh, my I biggest. Also- oh, oh, go okay. ahead. Now you go. I I also you know. Just to def- defend it, even though I don't think it really needs defending, but I also like the whole dark story of the penguin and having those penguins with the little helmets on. I know it's kind of, ri- <laughs> I know it's kind of ridiculous, you know, how he's like weaponizing penguins of all, like they're so calm and cute kind of animals. Uh, but it, it did like now when I think of those scenes, it it brings up your imagination, you know, it brings up that creativity. And you could totally see that animated, not really in like real, you know, real live action, but, you know, he did. And that's what I also love because there are so many different adaptions that you can do of Batman, but having that finesse is so tricky. Like, I can't even figure out how you do that in directing because I love, you know, Dark Knight, but Dark Knight is so real. You know, and that's sometimes it took me away. It's just like, okay, this is too dark. Like, this is too, like, even the new one. It's like, okay, this is like detective psycho stuff. Like, I'm kind of done. Like, I, I want to have an imagination and get excited and and feel like it's out, outworldly. And, and that's what he did with playing with the penguins and, you know, the penguin, like, trying to be mare, you know? And, like, he wants the Catwoman as, like, his little toy girl. Like, it was just hilarious. Like, yo, you're in your own fantasy. But that's how the penguin was to me, you know, the same way of the Scarecrow. So I really love that. But I know, again, like, if people rewatch it now, they're going to be like, oh, this was horrible. And it's like, yeah, but it's supposed to make you think out of the box. Well, that's what I was going to say. I hated the penguin in this. I knew it. 
Because it was so dark. He didn't have to be that dark. It was ridiculously dark. And the reason why he was so dark is because Tim Burton is just very weird. And Warner Brothers was pushing him. They're like, all right, we need toys so that we can sell. We want mm-hmm. Batman to have a winter suit in which it's all white, you know, so that he can have camouflage in the snow. And yep. we want, you know, all of these things. And the so, yeah, I remember you know, the car stuff. Oh, and the Happy Meal, you know, yes. for McDonald's. Yes. So, so he got so pissed off. He says, I'm going to make it so dark that they won't be able to sell any of these toys. And he was successful because when the, the toys came out for the Happy Meal, the penguin was so grotesque that McDonald's refused to use Daniel DeVito penguin and they used a Burgess Meredith penguin in their Happy Meals. <laughs> um, but no, he was too disgusting. It, it, there was no excuse for his origin story was bonkers. I mean, it wasn't canon at all. It was just something that Tim Burton, you know, fooled around with. Oh, I uh, love that. I the whole the whole elite and he's just like living in this oh him being thrown down the sewer and you know his like almost like it's rosemary's baby when he comes out of his mother's womb and Mm -hmm. the doctor and the nurse runs away it's just too much for little kids and i saw a documentary on it and like back then kids were in shock when they went to go see it i mean when i'm watching that i was like Damn. I mean, I was older when I, I I originally watched it in the theaters, but if I was a kid and they were marketing this movie for kids because it yeah, was Bat- they were. Yeah. Batman. And uh, I would have been having nightmares from the penguin just to, you know, his birth hiding in the sewers, like seeing his flippers coming out of the, the sewer grade and everything. And then, then his death, you know, like where he floats yeah. to the bottom of uh, the water and like, all of that slime is coming out of his mouth. Yeah. He, he, and he just didn't have to be that gross. Um, and Danny DeVito sucked. He's just, I love him as Louie in Taxi. I think that's the perfect Well, that's role his classic role. Yeah. he. I mean, he does good comedy. He yeah. Can't be have the you penguin. seen him in Sunny Philadelphia? He's amazing. No, I hear it's a good show. I just never oh, seen it. Oh, you'd love it. You would. You would love it. You got to check it out. Really? <laughs> no, he's made a, a couple of funny movies too, like Throw Mama from the Train. And what about uh, twins? I always like Twins. Yeah, I love And twins. twins. That's right, Twins. But yeah, but he's no penguin. It, it's just he can't do like dramatic acting. His, and I kept watching it and saying, like, if they would have just dubbed his voice with somebody that had like a, like a deeper voice, it probably would have been even scarier. But it, it would have been a lot better than the voice that came out of him, which was his natural voice. Um, I thought he was terrific as Penguin. I hated him. I mean. But you're right. He was overly gross. Yeah, he was overly gross. Handsome. Christopher Walken as Mac. I mean, I remember, too, reading this. Like, they said that this was an anti-Semitic movie back in the day. I, I don't know if I read it from the New York Times or the New York Post. How so? Well, it takes place around Christmas time. Um, the penguin is supposed to have that trope of, uh, you know, like an old crook-nosed Jewish person. Um, Max Schreck was actually the uh, actor who played the first Dracula, who was uh, Nosferatu, mm-hmm. like the silent one. Oh, the guy who was yeah. really weird looking. Yeah. Yeah. That that actor was called Max Shrek. I, I think he was Jewish too. Um, 
And then, you know, like the penguin, penguin was locked in a cage as a baby and was grabbing at the Christmas balls. I, I read a whole article. And then like the, uh, you know, where he wanted to drown the, the firstborn of every, of uh, every, no, the firstborn male son of uh, every citizen of Gotham. That's right out of the Bible. Yes, know? yes, that's a reference of the of the Pharaoh doing that to all. Uh, yes, all to the Jews. Yes, that's correct. I always remember the scene of um, who was it when, when Shrek Matt Shrek was saying something is like he we shredded the document. And he's like calls up this wad of stuff. He's like, but I got lots of tape. <laughs> You know, it was funny, too. He's given his speech as mayor and everybody's there and they're happy and they're applauding him. And then all of a sudden, you know, Bruce Wayne mixes an old tape with him and where he's like ragging into Gotham and all these people are throwing tomatoes and lettuce at him. Yeah, I was like, they were just there for his rally to support him. And now they have lettuce and tomatoes. Everybody was throwing lettuce and tomatoes. But he actually referenced that, too. He goes, there's always somebody with lettuce and tomatoes at these things, you know. <laughs> um, but what was interesting, too, is that uh, if Tim Burton would have stayed on. So they basically he was the producer for Batman Forever, the third Batman movie. And they had a meeting with him. And he's like, well, uh, yeah, I guess I'll direct it. And they're like, no, no, no. You know, we don't think this is your kind of thing, but we want you to produce it. Like they wanted his name on it. But after Batman Returns, they were like, he's lost his mind, you know? <laughs> so, and he goes, well, he goes, I don't know. I'll direct it. He goes, no, no, you, I think you should do something else other than Batman. It doesn't seem like your thing. So he kind of stepped down and, you know, he didn't do it. But his original story would have had Michael Keaton would have returned as Batman um, and uh, Billy D. Williams would have been Two-Face. So they would have had the same story, but with different actors in the roles. So it would have been, uh, and and they would have introduced Robin. I think it was Damon Wayans was going to be Robin Mm. back then. And Robin Williams was going to be the Riddler, which I don't think that would have been good, but I would have liked to seen. Billy D. Williams is Two-Face just because he was Harvey Dent in the first movie. I would have loved to see that because if they if they go by, I think, the original, or it's one of the stories of Robin where it's at the circus and those things happen with his parents and all of that, like that would have, I know that Tim Burton would have done such a great play of showcasing that and that would have been fun. That's I think right he's trying to he was pushing like the uh, Jason Todd angle where he was a street urchin, you know, oh, okay. he stole the wheels off the Batmobile and all that. Um, I, you know, uh, but again, even back then I was like, I don't, I'm not crazy about race swaps and with characters, but I think if Tim Burton would have done it, I think I might've appreciated it a little bit more. Um, it's too bad. You know, we never got it cause we got Batman forever and uh, it's okay. But Tommy Lee Jones sucked as Two Face. Yes, hands down. <laughs> and so Jim sad. Carrey is just a camera hog, you know. Uh, he's okay. He was okay as the Riddler, uh, but and Val Kilmer was good, you know. I liked him as Batman, but it just didn't have the panache of, of the first two movies. Yeah, I agree. Do you consider that a Christmas movie? 
Batman Returns? I I wouldn't. I mean, no, because I'm always if Charlie's listening, I always have this argument. He always considers Die Hard a Christmas movie. It Die is Die Hard. I do think is Christmas. Why is that Definitely. a Christmas movie and this one isn't? There's just more of a theme of like Christmas and family at the end of it, where Returns doesn't. They're just using Christmas. Christmas and family. So if it, well, the penguin had a family, but they were dead. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just saying there's there's more Christmas themes in this movie and Batman Returns than there are in Die Hard. They're both violent movies. I don't remember it that way. Yeah. Are you sure? Well, it took place during Christmas. They were lighting the Christmas tree and, uh, and then, the second time they lit the Christmas tree, uh, the penguin threw the ice queen off and she landed into uh, the box that, that lights the Christmas tree. It was all Christmas. It was snowing. It was, uh, they were going it for Christmas. Die Hard. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about Batman. And there's and a Christmas tree in Die Hard. No, but this was more Christmassy. <laughs> I'm telling, well, if you get a chance, watch it. Yeah, again. I'll definitely compare. I mean, and, and the last the line way. of the movie, the last. <laughs> Line by the movie from Michael Keaton is like goodwill to men and women too. <laughs> you know. Uh, uh anyway, I mean it, it it's it's interesting to watch. I, I enjoy parts of it, but it's just way too damn dark. And you're both wrong. Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. I think and, it is. And neither is okay. this one. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I mean, what Christmas movies? Red Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Home Alone. Jingle All uh, the Way. Jingle All the Way. I'll give you that one. Elf. I don't even know if... The Elf. Year Without a Santa Claus. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Dun, dun, dun. Christmas Story. Christmas Story. Shoot your eye out. <laughs> Did you know that they made a sequel? It's on HBO Max now. No way. Uh, really? Christmas story christmas and it i think it, yeah has the original cast back or whoever i was alive. in my 20s Whoever's when i left. first saw it and i loved it i just fell in love with it. i had no idea it existed i, I heard it's well it just came out today i heard it's pretty good it's a wonderful um, life of course i you see now i don't know if that's a christmas movie you know they play it all the time they do but it it only takes place during christmas like towards the end of the movie yeah, you know, the rest of the movie has got nothing to do with Christmas. Anyway, Christmas uh, Carol, yeah, Christmas Carol, yeah. yeah. Anywho, um, so Jack, so what's this, what's this deal with Wakanda Forever? What's the deal with Wakanda Forever? So, so did you walk out of a theater or something? Or no, no, actually, I cheated. Okay, you I, don't have to get I, deep. I, I don't don't go deep into it. <clears throat> We'll just say I you saw, saw I I was perusing. You're not supposed to say that, Jack. I was trying to stop you from saying that. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just cut that out. <laughs> I will. <laughs> and I I I FBI's it gonna knock on your door. Minutes, Mr. And McCarthy. I remember Joe's text. Joe's ah. seeing it in the theater, he's texting me, God, I almost fell asleep. I completely believe it. Yeah. Watching the first 40 minutes, I. No, not for me. Yeah, no, it was rough. I mean, when I saw it, 
I was like, damn, I want to go get a Coke, but I have a feeling if I get a Coke, the line's going to be long and something good's going to happen. You know, like Captain America is going to come out of the water. I actually found myself getting annoyed. Not in anything in particular, just like you ever just had that feeling you start to tense up like because you're just really just not liking something. And you want to punch someone in the face or like that kind of thing that far. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far either, (laughs) but it was just, it was, I was just not enjoying it at all. And I don't, I don't see how people are raving about it and, Oh, it's great. It's so incredible. It's, I don't know. This actor was boring. Um, I couldn't care less about the characters. I know they're going through all this grieving and everything, but uh, I just didn't care. Well, I talked to well Bianca and Sean. They 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 really liked it, and I know there there's definitely a lot of people that do like it. I know Dan liked it too. You know, he's kind of like in the middle. I didn't like it, but um, it, it's to me the more I think about it too, it, it's just pushing women power a little too much. It's not for us. It's like even when you look at the cast, I mean the only males that are in it are the hobbit the um uh-huh. namor well you know martin freeman yes um, i know <laughs> i couldn't think of his name uh namor and umbaku those are the only real male characters and then that guy with the plate in his lip which i don't know if you see all that you probably didn't see that oh wow that's a discussion we can have off the air because i i still don't understand that you know <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to push barriers, but anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I, I said that. And well, you saw the beginning how it opens, where he's in another room, and Shuri's in another room trying to save him, and the mother keeps yelling. It's like, hurry up, he's gonna die. You know, it's like I am hurrying. I was like, forget it, he's dead, <laughs> and he ain't getting any better. Um, but, I mean, I know that would be a tough scene to shoot when you don't have him yeah the actor there visible but like like i said i just i just didn't care well what i said uh, on the round table is what they could have done is they could have had a scene with him in the avengers where he sacrifices him li- his life to save some of the avengers and he would have been in full mask so we didn't have to see that it was Chadwick Boseman was not in the costume. He would have died. The Avengers would have honored him. And uh, Dan brought up a good point. Why were none of the Avengers at his funeral? You know, it's like, they're like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's too busy all of a sudden. (laughs) I mean, I felt, and I, this was my answer to Dan. It's woke Disney. It's like, they did not want, they, they had one token white character in both movies and he sucked in both movies. I thought, which was the Hobbit. But I, I think that they didn't want people to talk about seeing Thor or the Hulk or I don't even know who's around anymore, you know, or Pepper Potts or whoever the hell else was Mom? at the funeral. Don't say No, Mom. but you know what? You're right, though. <laughs> because it would have taken away from a Black story. By having you, these, because you could have had the Winter Soldier. If we go, hip, if we go and turn Devil's Advocate, then they should not have any 
diversity in any other Marvel film because then it takes away from Thor's story or Iron Man's yeah, I, story. But like, I'm just saying, I think that that's Disney's mentality, you know, towards it. Like if we if we have a scene where we have the Avengers fighting this big battle and then Black Panther sacrifices his life, everyone's going to be talking about, oh, it was so cool to see Thor in this movie and, and cool to see the Hulk and whoever the hell else, like I said, the guardians of the galaxy or, you know, captain America, who, who name it, whatever. I think that they, it's kind of like what they did with Ray where in uh, the rise of Skywalker, originally Ray was supposed to defeat the emperor with the force ghosts of Anakin, Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, Leia, you know, like all these force ghosts come together to help her defeat Palpatine. But then Kathleen Kennedy put the kibosh on that. And she says, nope, this is Ray's story. It's not their story. And I think that that's Disney's thinking too. We don't want to infect Black Panther by bringing in some Avengers characters to take the glory away from what this story is about. Well, they could have always had uh, T'Challa take a bullet for Captain Falcon. That's true. Yeah, but they they didn't <clears throat> do it. It, it. But again, it's right. like when you watch this movie, it's just a uber feminist movie. It's and I don't and that's the whole thing too. The previous one, it was for the it was for everybody, but I would say it was, you know, specifically for the black community it was something to be proud of to see the black panther on the screen and everything it's not for for black men you know it's basically a woman's story because like men are basically soft in this movie you know they're easily defeated you know the women are all powerful the the women are in charge that's not what a you know a little kid wants to go see if like black panther is his hero they don't want to see like a 90 pound girl beating the crap out of the submariner easily. You know, it's, I mean, I know it is fantasy, but it would have been so much cooler to see T'Challa fight the submariner. You know what I'm saying? That was the end battle. It, it's just, just Disney being Disney, unfortunately. But <laughs> Anything else, Jack? So, so I, I get the impression this is another Joker for you. Um, yeah, kind of. Would you see <laughs> this again? He, no, you, know he just, it, you said they announced a date; it's coming out. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus on December twenty sixth. Um, I it may be something that I would leave on in the background as I'm doing something else, <laughs> and if it gets loud, I'll look and see. Hey, something something looks like it's happening, but um, I, I was just not impressed with what I saw, and it and it it's not because of the women empowerment issue. It's not because of the one sided diversity. It's just it's just I didn't like it. I mean, I didn't care about these characters. You know, oh, I get okay, I get it. You know, you're sad. You know that your son died. Okay, yeah, but, that sucks. But but they they should have been prepared because he died in the first movie too. <laughs> no, that's not. Now that's not no, right. But, no, 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 just, no, no. My point is, no. He they thought he was dead and they mourned his death. Right. I mean, that's my point. 
is oh, that I get okay, I get you. Is T'Challa died in the first movie and they mourned his death, and then he dies again. You, you know, you would think that all right, you know, we went through the mourning process the first time. It's just weird. Yeah, but I don't know if it was a director or not. But when they were going through that in the first movie, maybe because it was a shorter sequence, um, it felt more emotional. Yeah. But this one, when they're talking about it and reminiscing about it and all this stuff, I, I didn't, I, like I said, I just didn't care. And even when the... Uh, Atlanteans, not not Atlanteans, but when the Atlanteans went after the what was it, oil rig? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was like some kind of like they were trying to find a vibranium. They were doing something. Vibranium. Um, even even that was kind of disappointing. Oh yeah, Farage, you would love that part. I, I, again, you would find things in this that you would not be happy about because, like, you know, and um, they, they had just... sirens like in the water that mm-hmm. were singing to men and women, making them commit suicide, you know, by having them like, you know, basically run into the water and drown. Yeah, jump into the water and drown, or, mm-hmm. you know, and later on jump off of buildings. So another um, form of sacrifice. Okay. But, but like I said, I, it's just, if people enjoyed it, great. Um, it wasn't for me. Yeah, it's not for everybody. That's the whole thing. Because again, you know, both Bianca and Sean seem to to enjoy it. I know there are people that enjoy it, but it's just, it, you know, like I and I had said this too on the roundtable. I remember when Iron Man came out and and Thor and and then even Iron Man too. I must have seen like maybe five or six times. Because I really was enjoying it, you know, and I can't see myself watching this again. It's just got no enjoyment for me. It's just phase four has been more about messaging and pushing agenda than it has been about remaining true to the characters. And uh, hopefully they'll learn their lesson, but I, I just don't think they will. It's going to be a long long time before we start getting good marvel good star wars good disney animated movies yeah there's there's definitely problems in the house of the mouse because they're you know you have their two huge huge franchise lines marvel and star wars and they're just not hitting the right beats. You know, I mean, it's, it's a lot of people have said, you know, how phase four, you know, has shown Marvel flopping. And it's true. And let's face it, from what we've seen on uh, 90% of Disney Plus's Star Wars, you know, there's problems there too. You know, but once again, they've got to stop with the agenda and get, back to making a good story with good characters that are just not defined by race and sex. That's what it comes down to, you know, or orientation. And they are losing money. They lost like $1.87 billion last quarter with Disney plus. 
And, you know, they did not do good on their earnings. Chapek said that they're going to have to start laying off people. It's like, you know what you're doing wrong. Why do you keep doing it over and over again? It, it's like, stop messaging and Inter- start entertaining people again. You know, make everybody exactly. happy instead of one specific group. And they're not even making that group happy. You know, it's like, uh, again, let me be in charge. and I will fix everything for everybody. But I'm sure no one's listening. <sighs> anyway. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So, well, like I said, or like we said, we'll, we'll get into the news now. <laughs> Wakanda Forever is coming to Disney Plus on December 26th. And I think Strange World is also coming to Disney Plus on December 23rd or 26th. I forget, but that's the is animated. Is that going straight to Disney Plus or is it getting no, a theatrical? It's getting a theatrical release next Wednesday or Thursday. And that doesn't okay. look very good. <laughs> or the Thanksgiving rush. Yeah, typical Thanksgiving stuff. So, Fedra, do you, do you think you're going to see Wakanda Forever in theaters? I mean, from from you guys and from definitely a couple of people online, I, I don't know. I, you I do, really. You should talk to Bianca. Okay. She she really enjoyed it. And she might be able to. And I mean, I'm a huge Angela Bassett fan. So she I mean, was good. And I didn't have any problem with the actors in it. It's just a story. It's just, you know, for me, it was boring. Okay. Yeah, I really haven't made up my mind yet. Um, I mean, there's still time, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's difficult because it's, you know, it's 2.5 hours, you know. And last <laughs> yeah. time I sat in there for Batman, I was I was disappointed. So, you know, that's that's a large commitment for me. If I'm already hearing, you know, from people and I'm also hearing from, you know, the the African-American community, they're, they're not happy with it either, uh, especially men. They're not happy with it. So I. Uh, oh, I, I had it. I had it read up on it. I I just go off of what I felt watching it. So I, I had, you know, I I basically asked this guy because he was everybody was, you know, posting the the poster that they're in theaters watching it. And, you know, uh he was very upfront about like I I won't say his name because I don't have you know the but I I do you know agree with what he said and I haven't even seen it yet but he said uh, anytime they're putting our women in a position of power while making the men warriors look weak well I have mm. a problem with that as a black man I saw and a black woman say that and another thing. There's no such thing as a woman king because women can only be queens, not kings. Uh, they could have put another black man in the movie to to be Black Panther. Once again, the black man is undermined. And I think that was a huge, huge point that hit me. And it's like, and I know you're going to you're probably going to say, well, you're taking it too far. But I feel like sometimes. You. You know, you choose with your dollar <laughs> and it's like a part of me, like when I went to see the original Black Panther, I mean, I was there opening night and it was amazing and the crowd was amazing and it was very emotional. And I could see that 
many people part of the community were waiting for this. Like they were very mm. uplifted and they felt like finally, you know, and I loved that energy. I was so a part of that. So for it to turn in this way, I don't feel that it's fair because it is one-sided. It's now making women, you know, abdom, uh, abom- what is it? Abominable, abominable. I can't, I can't say the word. Um, like the abominable snowman. Yes. Thank you. Like, <laughs> like that, like, and it's just like, okay, like, you know, women are amazing, but like, we need men. <laughs> like We do. So it's, it's a hard thing for me to go and support, you know, and put my money in and pay for this and be like, yeah, go this, you know, it's, it's difficult. Because I do want to go see it on the big screen and take it in like everyone else. But then at the same time, it's like, if I already can hear through this narrative, why support it? Because I already supported Shang-Chi and I hated it. That's another background film. Eternals is a background film for me. Uh, You know, Thor, Love and Thunder. Like, I won't watch that again. And it's like, and Batman. And it's like, and I went to all of those to see them. So it's, it's almost like, you know maybe us as viewers like not only you know complaining and and publishing our thoughts like we do need to start avoiding the theater and say you know you guys need to get your act together or we're not going to give you our dollars you know a lot of us are nerds like we go the first weekend because we're excited and we want to see if there's something really cool spoilers but there's nothing cool to spoil in this one um, it, it's kind of like, yeah, well, you mentioned the Batman and I had the same feeling after walking out of this movie, it's like, you know, the acting wasn't horrible, but I just, the story just didn't do anything for me. It's like, I never want to see it again. You know, I, I won't say it's a bad movie, but I won't say it's a good movie either. You know, it's, it's just a movie and that should never be a Marvel movie. It It's, and they should be ashamed. Because Phase 4, movie and TV, they've all been like that for the most part. That they, They've been media core at best. And yeah. that should never be, you know, something with a stamp of Marvel on it. After so many years, of 10 years of success and putting out like the best comic book movies. And now it's like, hmm, well... <laughs> but these writers have such great ideas about you know and that's bringing the, in that's different the diverse that, characters that i agree with jack you know that that's the the worry that i have is that we're all going to have this little chip on our shoulder when things are coming out from disney and star wars moving forward because hey they haven't impressed us in a while and it's not like we're complaining to complain yes some of us are a little pickier than others. Some of us are more knowledgeable about the comics or the occult. Like, yeah, we have our own little dab in it, but we're all agreeing that, you know, we're not as faithful to Disney and Star Wars right now because it just hasn't been strong. And it's like, that's what I'm more concerned about. Like, I don't want it to die out, but I don't want every single fan to have this chip on their shoulder. Like, yeah, maybe I'll go see that. Maybe I'll go buy that comic. I don't know. I don't know if I want to put my money toward it. And that's sad because that will kill a lot of stories. And that's what we don't want. Plus, no one wants these movies to fail. 
Exactly. Everybody wants that's not true. to be good. That's not true. There, there are definitely people that'll take a side. Like they have yeah, mega, that, mega DC if, fans if that want Mar- all Marvel fans to fail, uh, more, all Marvel films to fail, and vice versa. I, I wouldn't say that. No, no, I, they, no there are some. I'm not saying there all. are some. Uh, you've always got. Wow, the those are some intense individuals then. <laughs> divided groups, but generally, I would have loved to see Justice League be a good movie. Yeah, but it wasn't. You know, I would love for Wakanda Forever to have been a great movie, but I was just bored as hell by it. <laughs> but it does bother me too, like when the critics rate this as one of the highest Marvel movies ever. It's like, come on, guys. You know, yeah. It's like have, who, have who, some who are you uh, catering to? Tell the truth. Well they're afraid I, I think they're afraid to be canceled too. You, like it's like if you say something bad about you know a specific movie, they might have the fear of like somebody saying it's like, well they should never be able to write a review again, you know, after giving Wakanda forever a five out of ten. Well, that's why I gave it <laughs> on the site. <laughs> um, but I felt that way. I just was at the point where it's like, you guys got to do better. That's all I can say. It's like, if you want me to give higher scores for your movies, you better put some real effort into it. And it's the friggin' writers. That's my biggest problem, I think, is because the actors were good in this movie. It's the writers. To give us a good story. I mean, I don't know when the last Black Panther movie was. I mean, it was before Infinity War. I don't know how much before Infinity War it was. But you had all of these years to come up with a good sequel. You would think that. It's like, well, we'll start writing the sequel for Black Panther after uh, Eternals. You know, is that when they start or did they start after the first Black Panther movie? Because that movie made a lot of money and you would think like, well, let's do this next. Let's do this next. And I know he, you know, Chadwick Boseman passed away, which we might have we would have gotten a different story if he was alive. But still, it's like, you know, you should honor the character. You know, don't do what they did in this movie. It's just wrong. Um Anyway, let's move on. Well, actually, we're we're still on Black Panther. So um, I don't know how they do this, but they're saying that this weekend, Wakanda Forever is going to have one of the biggest drops at the box office at around 70% or more. Um, I have no idea how they're able to calculate that stuff. Do they have like microphones in people's houses to say whether or not they're going to see the movie or not? But they're oh, saying yeah, every, maybe every it's reactions. Exit reactions. Yeah, that could be part of it. That, you know, it's like if people were psyched to go in and see this movie and they come out and it's like, yeah, it's okay. You know, that that has a definite effect on the following week. Because that word of mouth eventually gets out that no matter how much the critics start talking and refuse to say anything bad about it, Word of mouth is going to get around eventually, and that's going to take a hit. Now, 70% is a huge drop-off. Yeah. But who knows Who knows what the uh, exiting conversations were like? But they're smart that they're releasing right after Christmas. Everyone's at the holidays. They're all inside, doing nothing. 
like you said, mm-hmm. they could you just put it as background. Before, before. Right? No, I'm saying afterward, they're smart because, I mean, either way, they're getting their numbers. If they're not getting it in the theater, they're getting it in the subscription. Oh, you mean and if you're not, plus. And if, yeah, and if you're not, like, subscribed, then that'll just get more people to add, you know, the subscription and be like, well, I didn't get to see it in theaters or I didn't want to see it in theaters. So now I could see it at home with the whole family over Christmas. It's very smart in marketing. Definitely. Yeah. And that may bunch up the the numbers, but again, I agree with Jack that maybe they're not relying on the word of mouth because that's that's still the best form of marketing, hands down. You can hype it up all you want, but they hyped it. They hyped up Lightyear. I was getting little postcards in the mail of like how amazing no, really? Lightyear is, and I was laughing my butt off. They even had the little cat in there, and I'm like nope i know the truth and it's you know so it's like if you know from your friends and they're like don't go see this it's terrible you're not gonna go (laughs) i didn't know like for as bad as lightyear did and it was pretty bad i think this strange world is gonna be pretty bad it it looks like that you know reminds me of uh did you guys ever see that movie atlantis um michael j fox it was a disney disney animated movie I never saw it, but my oh, I kind of remember that one. Yeah, my sister did, and yeah. she loved it. It was weird. It's a weird one, though. I, I didn't like that movie. I, I felt like that was the start of problems with Disney. First, the animation was just weird. Uh, it just didn't look great, but the story was just long and it was boring. But that's what this strange world looks like. It's like I really I've seen a couple of trailers to it, and none of them. Make me want to see it. But I'll see it because, you know, hopefully I'll be able to review it. Um, but we'll see. Um, Angela Bassett was not happy. All right. Spoilers. But I think most people have seen Black Panther already that listens to this podcast. She was not happy that her character of Ramonda was killed off. And she had an argument with uh, Ryan Coogler, the director. Uh, Because she didn't think it was right, you know. I'm sure. I'm sure she wants to be in the next film and the next film. Well, she still could be because they all come back as like these spiritual successors. Well, well, maybe. Well, the kings do. And you have to ingest the the flower too, right? Do you? Is that part of it, or um... I would think so, because like didn't. Didn't uh, T'Challa see his father like in the afterlife and he was around one of those trees and all that. I, I haven't seen Black Panther in a while. Um, I think so. I think that all of those Kings, well, they were all Black Panthers. Like, like before T'Challa's father was Black Panther. His father was a Black Panther. I'm assuming, you know, right? it carries down through the line. But yeah, Disney being Disney, they'll they'll bring Angela Bassett back, especially if if Shuri is uh, is going to be the Black Panther for the foreseeable future. I mean, it makes sense to me. I don't see why to keep her on. I don't see, you know, I can only think that she just wants to extend her contract to be unhappy. I don't see any other reason. <laughs> and. Um, well, I, I, I discussed this in spoilers in the roundtable 
And uh, I think I told Jack this too. The after credit scene is pretty cool. It's uh, sure he finds out that T'Challa did have a son with, I think, Nakia. And but he's young, he's like six or seven years old, and, and his name is T'Challa. And so he's he'll, he'll probably be, be a Black Panther at some point, but it's going to be a while, you know, before this kid could grow up. He's got at least 10 years. But Sean made a good point that, you know, with all the multiverse and time travel, that they might be able to somehow bring him into the present so that the next movie might have T'Challa as the Black Panther, uh, his son. We'll see. Well, Kang is a time traveler, so. Yeah, yeah. And I'm getting more and more happy with that guy. <laughs> I keep forgetting his name. Oh, uh, the guy who plays King. But I don't remember his name either. Uh, I will remember his name next year because he's going to be in a lot of things. It, it just takes a while to remember his actors' names. And he was in you know, some series, but again, I don't watch too many series, so I, I wouldn't know. But he, he seems like a cool guy, and he works out like you would not believe. Uh, I love seeing workout videos. I'll send, I'll send it to Fedra. You know, yes. she, she appreciates that. That'll get me motivated. Keep going. I mean, not this, that hard, but, you know. <laughs> this guy does a lot of... Uh, <laughs> I come back, does, I'm she-wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, slow down. <laughs> he does a lot of stuff like uh, like chin-ups, like he'll be hanging from a bar, but like uh, he'll do chin-ups, but he'll also kind of do things with his le- legs, like where he'll bring his legs in. Um, mm-hmm. But his body is incredible. It's like, holy crap. Yeah, I got to show you a friend of mine, um, Mr. Adam Flowers. He does that. He literally oh, yeah. like to literally pull the chin up and then he's doing calisthenics with his legs at the same time. It's brutal. It's just yeah. amazing. That's kind yeah. of what he was doing. Yep. That's but that's some hard good for him. Yeah. Core stuff. I'm good for your friend. <laughs> uh, so the all female parts of the Caribbean movie seems to have been canceled. According to Margot Robbie, who was supposed to be the lead in this thing. Woo-hoo! Uh, uh, again, this was woke <laughs> Disney. They're like, shame on you, Johnny Depp for being such a, a man, you know, so from now on, we're not going to have you in Pirate 6. And instead, we're going to do a whole female pirates, you know, to celebrate all of the female pirates and throughout pirate history. Um, right. Yeah. But that's, a, that's I think, Disney's mentality. But now, I you know, you kind of wonder, did they do this? Well, first of all, they probably know the writing on the wall is that movie's going to bomb. <laughs> You know, like people are not going to buy the fact they like, I'm sure there are writers that are like, yes, we're going to have strong, powerful, brave women represent pirates and they're going to be better than the men. And maybe one of them might be attractive. (laughs) You know, the rest of them, we're going to put body positivity and whatever the hell. And people will go buy those tickets because they should buy those tickets one of those women will not have an arm and the other woman will have a hunch as a leg and the other woman will have an eye patch it'll be all inclusive and showcase the historic she's a pirate (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i think margot robbie would have been 
you know, fantastic. I'm sick of her now. I hope I never but, see her again. Oh, geez. no, I like her. I like her a lot. I think she's I great. Like her. Uh, but I'm I'm glad that that's canceled. I'm very happy. But do you think that they're doing it because they want Johnny Depp back now because he's so popular after this trial? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is about making money. He's the best at making Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, he'll he'll make seven, eight, nine and ten. He can make it work if if, you know, they pay him. Uh, But I think, yeah, I think maybe they did a survey or numbers or whatever, and they see that it's it's canceled. And maybe they maybe they don't want to upset the Johnny Depp fans and say like, yo, like he's always been Captain Jack Sparrow and there's no one else that can be Captain Jack Sparrow. So we're not going to see that movie. But you don't have to use Captain Jack Sparrow. That's true. But I'm just saying like the mentality, you know, it's like it's like making a Thor movie and it's just going to be, you know, what's her what's her face. And even though they're Natalie Portman fans, that's not Thor to them. You know, like that's what it it, it seems like to me. Well, I think, again, that trial was with him and Amber Heard was huge. Everybody hated her. Everybody loved Johnny Depp. And like the press ran with that. This is the hero, Johnny Depp. She's the villain. And you, sh- I'm sure Ainge, Ainge, uh, I can't even say agents were banging at his door with scripts. It's like, this is your comeback. The whole world loves you now. They want you back. They're throwing money at your feet. Hmm. And well, again, <laughs> I, I watched a large portion of that trial. It was so unfair. I mean, I'm not saying she was an angel. I do think she was probably a nasty piece of work. She yeah. is not the nicest person, but that guy's crazy too. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just I because, mean, uh, yeah. you know, just because she's a nasty person doesn't mean that he didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of Johnny Depp, but he's got a lot of skeletons there. He was not completely honest and, and, you know, he knows how to move a crowd. He's a freaking great actor. So yeah, doing it in court, it's no problem. Like I, I don't buy it for a second. I mean, I, I followed him throughout his career. He he's used all kinds of drugs, and I mean, Winona was really his real first love. He could say whatever he wants. I mean, if you go back, not only look at their acting, but look at their personal life. They couldn't, um, they couldn't be without each other. He's he has a very toxic, you know, relationship. He needs serious therapy. Like really. I would take him to lunch and I'd chew him out like I would. I'd give him the, <laughs> would you? I'd give, I don't I would. know about that. Fair I year. would. I'd give him the toughest love I can. And I would say, first of all, he's a Gemini, just like my mom. Wait so I'd have to, are, I'd have to it, like it word it all intellectually, oh, you know? Is it you or you, Winona Ryder? Winona? Who's having lunch? Oh, you was, you I'm was having Winona lunch. Ryder? No, I'm having lunch okay. with Johnny Depp and chewing him out. Pretty much. <gasps> the fact that he spent more than $39,000 a month on wine. We're not even getting to the cocaine or anything else that he did. You know? I mean, think about that. I, and, and it's just like, like, just be logical. Like, dude, remember where you came from. You know, you talk about your whole growing up in Kentucky and all this stuff about your mom and your dad. Did you ever sit down with yourself and think that you'd spend $39,000 on wine? Like, dude, you're supposed to be cool. You sound like a freaking alcoholic loser. Like, you know, just be you. But I know that's very difficult for actors because they play everybody else. But, you know, yeah, I mean, 
the the Pirates of the Caribbean like franchise, and then on top of that, like he goes to hospitals and he does that whole skit there, which you know really hits home for me as mm-hmm. a survivor. Like I love yeah. that he does that, but then at the same time, it's like clean up your act. You know, you 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 know you made a circus out of yourself. I can't imagine your your children and your whole family had to endure that too. On top of everything that Amber like went through, like yeah, she's she's a real piece of work. She definitely needs therapy too. And the two of them together was just toxic, you know. I mean, it's why it was so entertaining when you see two people just magnetically toxic and just feeding each other's pain. It's just like it, it is very tough to look away. But I, I just have pity. You know, and, and it just goes to show that, you know, you could think that you have a great career and that you've got things lined up and you've got contracts and you've got money. But if you don't even have peace, like if you're not even right in the head, is it really worth all of that? Like, I mean, I know he's going to keep going because he has to, you know, he's got to fund his addictions, whether he wants to admit it or not. But, you know, and listeners, I, I, the lesson is. <laughs> If Fedra asks you to lunch, do not go. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I mean, hey, I'll cover the bill if you, you know, at least, you know, just give me some of your time. I mean, I'm only trying to help you because I love you, you know. <laughs> if I if I really didn't care, I'd let you just go over the cliff. That's 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 some cold stuff there. If she really didn't care, she'd just take you to brunch. <laughs> so I was gonna say during the trial. Depp said he is if Disney came to me with uh, 300 million dollars and a million alpacas, he still wouldn't go and work with them again because they made him look like he was a disgusting pig. You know, they fired him without really telling him, uh, you know, and he felt that like he helped create the character of Jack Sparrow. They, they were very rude to him, you know, which they were, you know, it, you know, this is when Disney was a business. They're like, all right, we got to cut this guy. Who's going to tell him? It's like, well, I'm not telling him. It's like, we'll just say we're doing Pirate 6 and it's going to be an all-female movie and Jack Sparrow's not going to be in it. And maybe he'll get the hint. Um, but I would feel, I really hope Depp doesn't come back. I mean, I, I, part of me would like to see him as Jack Sparrow again. But I, he said it. He says, even if they offered me $300 million and $100 million alpacas or, or packas, you know, he said he wouldn't work with them again. I am sure they're saying, well, how much money can we spend for this guy? They probably offered him about $100 million so far without us knowing about it. You know, two-picture deal, $100 million. Um you know, creative control, your, your daughter could be in it, <laughs> you know, anything. I'm sure they would offer him anything to get him back because he's the golden child, or he was a few months ago. He was definitely everybody's hero for fighting, chopping the the, the head off of the Hydra and, and not growing back. Um, I, I, but I do see it happening. He he'll, he's, he's either going to do Pirate Six, or it's going to be a Disney Plus series. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Oh, good God! Um, so the head of of Warner Brothers, Zasloff, he said that uh, 
there's not going to be four Batmans in the DCU. Because I think that right now that's kind of the case. Because you got, what's his name? The Twilight Kid. Robert Pattinson. He's the Batman. You have Ben Affleck. He's Snyder's Batman. And you got uh, Michael Keaton's Batman. I think there's always a chance that Christian Bale may be coming back as Batman. You know, he always says, like, if Christopher Nolan does another Batman movie, he'd do it. But my question is, out of those four Batmen, which Batman would you want to see stay? If you only only can have one Batman in this universe, who would it be? Hmm. Well, hmm. Now, you see, I, I like if Christian Bale was in the mix, I'd go with him. But if he's not, hmm. it's, a, it's a tough call between Affleck and uh, Keaton for me. Oh, so Pattinson is completely out for you. Oh, yeah. And what sucks is that movie's getting a sequel. Well, that, they, but they might cancel it. They haven't started filming it. And this guy loves to cancel movies. And TV shows. Now Stargirl has gotten the axe. Oh, really? Well, i never mm-hmm. seen that. But uh, that's nice to hear. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well, I don't want to, you know, I, I'm all for like, especially Disney. It's like, again, Disney Plus, like they're giving us all this content but give us i'd rather have like four things a a month that are good than 40 things a month that are all crap you know so let them just focus you know put the budgets on less things and make them good um what about you fedger do you you have a, a horse in this race I mean, I'm very close to Jack's opinion. I I mean, my first thought is Christian Bale, if he's on board, uh, then I would go to Keaton. There's no way that I would ever say the words of Ben Affleck. So. Oh, man. You and Ben Affleck. Nope. You guys have to have lunch one day. <laughs> nope. I ain't going to lunch with him. <laughs> um, I, I kind of agree with Jack. I, I'd probably like to see Bale back. Um, Keaton, I I, I would have loved to see him back, but I, I, from what I read, he was going to be a woke Batman, and uh, I don't like that. I'd rather remember him as he was than to ruin the character. Than than what what will be. Um, I I Affleck has grown on me as Batman, you know, so I wouldn't mind seeing him back. Well, the uh, thing is, he he's he's kind of like the older Batman, which I love. Yeah, like everybody else is younger, but you know, he's he's the guy who's a little bit older and knows better. You know, but Christian Bale is more on that younger side, I guess. Yeah, but we've had three movies with him. Yeah, but I could. But I he's could older. See, I, I, yeah, I know, but I could see like if they're going to do a world's finest movie, I could see Christian Bale teamed up with Henry Cavill 
more than I could see Ben Affleck teamed up with him. I don't know about that. That would have to be like one of those multiverse kind of things because well, they're not in the all, same it's universe. Only because like that, that scene of Bruce Wayne meeting Clark Kent, you know, Ready? there's that you, you can really tell the difference in age between them. Well, I'm just saying that it's already happened, you know. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess I would go with Bale, but I'm just saying that that's a that's a complete rarity. We would see the other ones for sure before we would see Bale. But after Bale, I would probably go with Affleck. Um, just because he looks like Batman in the Batman costume. and And he's a tough Batman. You know, he's not a a weak Batman. Not that Keaton was. I, and again, I just watched Keaton as Batman. And there's just, there's a lot of good scenes where he's Batman. And then there's a lot of iffy scenes. But you still, it's kind of like you love your first car. You know, even though there are better cars out there. Um uh, I just love my my first real Batman. I can't really say that Adam West was was one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he was a bit of a joke. So uh, last story. So Kevin Conroy, the the voice of Batman, had passed away last week. And uh, huh, what are your thoughts on that? It was yeah. very sad. Very sad to find out. Yeah, he's I young mean, too. I mean, really, he is for me, he is the voice of Batman. I mean, if I'm like reading a comic and Batman's in it, that's the voice I hear. That's like I don't that hear. for a lot of people. Yeah. Hmm? That's like that for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean so. it, no, I, you know, I, I remember when the first episode of Batman, the animated series came on. And I think that it was a Sunday night, like around 730. Like they wanted to show it at night, kind of like how they were doing with The Simpsons. And I was so impressed with it. The only thing I didn't like about it was, if I recall, the first villain was Man Bat. And I think that's such a dumb villain. Um, but I love the fact that it was like an homage to the Fleischer cartoons and also um, Tim Burton's Batman. There was a lot of themes. Even the music sounded a little bit like Tim Burton's Batman. I think even the Batmobile. Didn't they use it? Yeah. Yeah. But, but I don't think it was exactly like that. They, they kind of put their own spin on it. Um. And he ha- he did have such a great deep voice, you know, to play Batman. I always say Mark Hamill is so friggin' overrated as the Joker. And now, uh, but and you see the same thing when I read don't the say Joker. It. Don't I say hear it. Mark Hamill. Oh, Jack, you made me sick. I might go throw uh, up after we're done. No, I'm st- well. Go ahead, Mister Hogan. I will. Thank you, Jack. But the, but the two of them. Uh, those are the voices I hear when I read them. So ha- was read Hamill, those characters. Was Hamill on the animated series of Batman? Yeah, he was. Yep. 
Yeah, I'm and, sorry. And, I'm sorry, Joe. That's the one I do know. Well, that's fine. I'm just saying I don't like, you know, to me, like everyone seems to love Hamill's Joker's voice, but it's basically Cesar Romero's voice. You know, you know, if they give him some credit, at least. I don't like it. And also, to me, it just sounds too much like Mark Hamill. I know it's Mark Hamill whenever he does the voice. I mean, I, you know, I love Heath Ledger's take on his voice. Uh, even Nicholson's take. Um, Joaquin Phoenix's doesn't match, really. But it's still, it's a great movie. Jack. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, all right. So that's a that's there's a, a better chance of me watching the rest of Wakanda Forever. Oh, I was just gonna ask you that. watching the Joker. So if you were in a desert island, they told you you had to watch only one movie in order to survive, and it was either Joker or Wakanda Forever. So you would pick Wakanda Forever? I would probably pick Wakanda Forever. Oh man. You're just setting yourself up for disappointment, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I changed I my am. mind. <laughs> I want to see the Joker. Um, yeah, no, it's too, you know, it's weird. I, I had seen Kevin Conroy on uh, Cheers. He he had a role on Cheers. It was a small role. It was just like during, uh, you know, one episode. And uh, I was like, I recognized his voice. I don't really recognize his face that much, you know. And uh, and then I looked in the credits. It's like, oh, that's Kevin Conroy. Oh my God, you know. And that was before he was Batman. And he was a good-looking guy. Like, uh, I I think he was competing with Sam, you know, for a girl or something like that. And uh, it, it's funny that he never really that he found his his groove as Batman. Because again, you know who else is a good-looking guy that that does the voices? And I always forget his name. And he does the voice Darth Maul, uh, I think, in Clone Wars. And uh, you probably know who he is. Voice of Darth Maul in Clone Wars. Uh, I'm looking it up. Talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) Voice of Darth Maul. I still need to see that. You guys were recommending... Uh, well, definitely Wars, watch uh, uh, Bad Batch. Oh, no, uh, Tales of the Jedi. You gotta watch that yeah, one. Tales of the Jedi, Tales of the Jedi definitely. Is Sam Witwer? You know him, Jack? Sam, Sam Witwer? Mm. Uh, can't place him. I, he was, I think he was a Joker too, uh, in one of the animated movies, but um. All I know is I went to Star Wars weekends and he was there and he was the voice of Dark Maul and they, they were doing like a Clone Wars thing. And so he came out and I was like, oh, my God, this guy was, you know, I mean, <laughs> for a guy, I got it with knowledge. He was really good looking. You know, he had like an incredible body, he had an incredible face. And I'm like, and you're doing the voice of Darth Maul. I, I think he was on like uh Oh, what was that uh, TV show? It was about werewolves. Uh, I think it was on UPN or something like that. Uh, anyway, he was on one of those shows. Yeah, I, it'll come to me after the show is over. But he was such a good looking guy, and I just couldn't believe he was just doing voices. 
Uh, well, he could... All I could think of was, I mean, I know they made a series after Teen Wolf. No, not Teen Wolf. They used to call it, but they kind of played it up as serious instead nope. of comedy. Um, but but I'm just saying this this guy could have easily played Superman. He was that good looking, and he looked just like incredible. You know, like girls were swooning. You know, just looking at this guy talking. Anyway, I was just kind of surprised that he was. I don't know how, what what led me to that. Oh no, it was Kevin Conroy saying it's like, damn, he was competing against Sam and and Cheers. But he's the voice of Batman. Anyway, it, it is sad. I, I would have loved to see him. I remember on. that he did get to play Batman in person. Oh, was that in that? Uh... That was in that Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover they did on the uh, CW with all but the, he was the old shows. He was the old Batman, right? He was the old Batman. He was uh, the Dark Knight Batman. But he wasn't in costume. He was kind of like... No, he was no, he was he was Bruce Wayne though. Yeah, it was kind of like uh, a little bit like Batman Beyond, would you say? Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's too bad. He was. I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. I'll tell you after the podcast. But it has something to do with Mark Hamill, so you can imagine what it, I was going to say. Um, but it's too bad that Kevin Conroy passed away. That's all I'll say. You know. And then put two and two together. <sighs> All right, I guess uh, that's it. No, I'll give you the answer key when we're done, Jack. <laughs> okay. All right, let's wrap this one up. So, Jack, can you tell everyone where they can find you? You can always send me email at jackm at wdwnt.com and Fedra you could find me on Instagram at Fedra Akris and be my friend on Facebook and email me at Fedra at wdwnt.com and Fedra has shown me some lovely images of thumbnails and promotional material for her Soul Talk Tuesday that is coming out soon. They, you got to show them to Jack. They look really, really, really good. Yeah, I saw some of them. No, yeah. they, these are even better. If he, yeah, if he adds a second, sure. Thank you again for talking about the show. It's it's slowly coming along. I'm excited to launch it and get well, some yeah, feedback you, from you all. So definitely that. let us know when it launches. So we'll let everybody know. Oh, definitely. And you know, it's you're definitely into spirituality, and you have guests on your show that also are into it, and they have different views of what it is, and yeah, different topics. So I think it's going to be very interesting. Yes, and I definitely need to keep uh, my promise to uh, Mandy and uh, Bianca, and do definitely a little series on uh, maybe some Disney and and some occult stuff in there just to just to keep that promise that will be fun <laughs> yeah that, yeah and it, well that's a lot of homework for you too although you, yeah. you've done a lot of homework too so yeah <laughs> yeah and if you want you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me 
uh, friend requests on Facebook and check out WDW News Today, Disneyland News Today, as well as Universal Parks News Today for all your Disney Universal news. Finally, if you like our show and enjoy other WDWNT podcasts and like to become a Patreon supporter, please visit the WDWNT Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT. And with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season 8, Episode 50. So until next time, see ya. Good night, all, and be good to each other. Nudger? Good night, everyone. <laughs> Somebody nudge her. She's, she's fading. Well, I was going to say, the big 5 0. It's the big 5 0. When? Well, it's your birthday? No, it's the 50th episode. Yeah. Oh, it's 50th episode. Okay. Uh, well, I almost forgot that Jack Fedra and I will be participating in the WDWNT's annual Toys for Tots Marathon. We'll have a live version of Nerd Alert, where Fedra and I will be at the WDWNT studio, and Jack will appear via video, and we hope to have some other guests to join us, too. So please join us on Sunday, November 27th at 11 a.m., and we look forward to seeing you.